This is In the Know for Wednesday, May 18, the 138th day of 2022. There are 227 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. The winners and the losers from yesterday, what your weather pattern looks like. And we will have the return of the water cooler question, your chance to win tickets to the rodeo. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The Nose. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I found something I think you will find interesting. Okay. Um, did you know that your nostrils tag team? No, but I'm trying to. <laughs> nostrils switch on and off every three to four hours so that the one one is always smelling and breathing while the other closes down and rests. So your nostrils actually take turns. Um, that seems hard to believe to me. That's interesting. What happens when one side is stopped up? Does yeah. it have to do? Does it have to do double duty and overtime? Because you know, it's like I can't, I can't, can't breathe over there. So I don't know. You force it, force it closed <laughs> over there. Chair number two. We say good morning and welcome back to Grayson County Ag Extension Agent Miss Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. I know. I'm glad to be back. Good to see you. Uh, you're looking all tan in the face from the ballpark. Yeah. You've been ballparking a lot. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been farmers marketing some? You got I farmers have. market today. Yes, we did. Mm. Anything good that I need to know yeah, about today? Yeah, they got strawberries out there. Ooh, okay. Strawberries yeah. are already in season. That's very good. Uh, are you all? So you told me earlier, school is going to be out for your kids today. Yes. So then, just full out, full out ballpark. For the for the coming months? Yeah, ballpark, pool. You know, we're going to visit our local community center quite a bit this summer. Yep. And uh, for my son, the lawnmower. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's he, going to make him a little money this summer. He's moved into the that's lawn awesome. mowing yeah. phase of life. Well, yes, that's good. Yeah. It's a, it, it, I can speak from personal experience. That's how they learn to drive. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's actually, you know, to be his age, he is, you know, he's safe, but he also is very... He's he's good at it. He takes his time and works well. Good, good. Yeah. Well, he's uh, earning his keep and yes. working re- well around the house. Uh, cloudy this morning. We'll get to the weather in just a minute. But before, I, I need to send a public service announcement from all property owners in Grayson County to all candidates in Grayson County. <laughs> and no, I literally had someone mm-hmm. tell me this, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it along. And I'm going to say it in the in the way that the property owners are saying it. I'm tired of mowing around your signs. Pick them up. <laughs> yes. Because that that's what's been now, you know, in the general in the general election time it's not that big of a deal. Grass isn't growing, weeds aren't growing, maybe not that not not that uh, problematic. But I know for a fact people are tired of mowing around political signs. So <laughs> get them up, get them out of the way so we can uh, have unimpeded mowing just a a little bit make it a little bit easier. The radar pattern is going to be a little more active and dynamic today. We will see some off and on uh, storm or at least rain showers throughout the day and the potential for some more thunderstorms uh, tonight, maybe more frequently. And then again, uh, Thursday night and then still kind of keeping an eye on what may happen on Saturday. They've they've removed the alert status off of Saturday, meaning conditions are improving from maybe what they once thought could happen. We'll see some thunderstorms today and 80 percent chance of that at some point in time throughout the day. A high of 82. We'll see a chance for some thunderstorms tonight. Continued 80% chance of that and a low of 68. And then we'll see uh, tomorrow thunderstorms, 40% chance and may tick 9-0 for tomorrow. But Friday looking good. Grayson County High School graduation scheduled to be outdoors on Friday evening. And so the weather pattern, other than it being warm, you're going to need a fan. Meemaw's going to need to bring a fan to the, uh, <laughs> to the stadium on Friday evening in order to try and be a little bit uh, cooler. Seeing where Mariupol in Ukraine appears, the fall of Mariupol appears to be at hand. 
They had about um, 260 Ukrainian fighters. Some of them are seriously wounded that were being uh, moved out of uh, the uh, ruins of the Azovstal plant yesterday. So Mariupol has hung on a long time and a lot longer than maybe they thought they would, but it does appear the fall will be inevitable, and those fighters will then be repositioned in other places to try and hold off the Russian invasion where they can. Another day, another uh, chapter in the Twitter and Elon Musk saga. Uh, it, it amuses me that Musk, Elon Musk is fighting with Twitter about Twitter on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> they haven't they haven't uh, kept him from his tweets from being no, put out there, have they? they? They've got and they're in a very precarious position because now they if they go trying to censor him or limit what he's able to say on the platform, right. then they're playing into his hand of the claims that he's making <laughs> about them censoring free speech. And so he's got them exactly where he wants them. Mm-hmm. And sure he put up a billion dollars if the deal falls through then he will have lost a billion dollars, and a billion dollars is a lot of money. But if it will have done what he wanted it to do, which is clean up Twitter's act, because what it boils down to is there's a 5% threshold on bot and spam accounts. Of all the Twitter users, they agreed, and Twitter has said they suspect 5% are are spam or bots. Mm -hmm. Well, he's asking for proof of that, and now they're scrambling on, oh, well, we don't really know how to come up with that proof. He's saying that it's much more closer to maybe even 25% or perhaps even higher. And there have just been some weird number changes on followers there. It's the equivalent of documents being shredded at Twitter right now before people can get there to look. And the other reason that it's important is likely someone lied to the SEC and to Congress when they were questioned before about how many of these accounts are legitimate and how many are not. They've they've sold advertising based upon certain figures and users, and if we prove that that's an inflated number, and it also doesn't help when you've got organizations like Veritas who are luring Twitter programmers and architects out in, onto dates and then yeah. secretly recording them hearing all the trade secrets that Twitter has, and so... And then also going, what is that? And they're a part of it. I don't know if that yeah. was the, yeah, the yeah, you, latest video. The recording this morning was, he's on, a Twitter person <laughs> is on a date with someone from Veritas mm-hmm. and gets a, te- a text notification that says, be aware of Veritas. And the Twitter employee looks at the Veritas person, who he thinks is legitimate, and goes, had I not met you organically, I'd really be concerned. <laughs> Jokes on well, him. Well, we gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like Elon Musk is the Veritas to Twitter. He's just painted them right. Let's like uh, it's a grand chessboard going. Yes. I am going to club you over the head about your platform on your platform, mm-hmm. and there's really nothing you can do about it. It's funny. Election day has come and gone. At least primary election day. Not really any huge surprises, I guess, to take away. Um, Grayson County elected two new magistrates and a new constable. We saw uh, Samara Heverin turn away a challenge by uh, Jacob Clark in the state representative's race. Just about 26% voter turnout uh, yesterday, 4,600 votes. I predicted about four, so slightly ahead of what uh, what I thought it could, uh, could be. In the 4th Magisterial District, you'll see former magistrate Jason Dennis will uh, return to the court. Uh, Damon Hornback has been unseated in that district. You saw uh, Brian Jaggers unseat Marion Higgs in the um, constable race. Um, some other things kind of of note, uh, incumbent county attorney Jeremy Logston defeated Shan Embry in her challenge, uh, about 64% of the vote. That was one I was having. Uh, again, I, I told you yesterday I was going to be surprised no matter what. It, that mm-hmm. it could have turned over the other way, and I've been like, oh, okay, that, uh, you know, consider both those individuals to be of uh, high character and and hold them in high regard. So I really just had a hard time saying. Um, Joe Brad Hudson, the incumbent coroner, fought off two challengers. I was curious to know what the three-candidate race might do to the incumbency, but as it turns out, didn't have a huge bearing. Because even if you just take the 15% of votes that Steve Stapleton siphoned off, even no matter how you slice them, even if you slice them 50-50 and you throw them over in the Dermot and Hudson categories, then you're just increasing it 50-50. It would have had to have been something large, like an 80-20 or a 90-10, with uh, those votes that were siphoned off the, off the top to make a big difference. 
So um, not really, you know, not not anything too huge to report. Uh, Guthrie, Paul, Booker, you know, easily advancing at least out of uh, out of Grayson County. You're going to have a new sheriff in um, going to have a new sheriff in Edmondson County. You're going to have a new sheriff in Ohio County. Uh, Shane Doyle and uh, Tracy Beatty, I think, um, both are uh, were were primaried and were defeated in the primary. Uh, not a lot of surprises out in Kentucky. Um, Rand Paul, of course, across the district, easily setting up a showdown with uh, Charles Booker, and that race will be interesting to that race will be interesting to see as it goes forward because the ideologies are different. Uh, Rand Paul wants as little government as possible, and Charles Booker, um, more progressive and even on the liberal side, is going to be more government can help fix a lot of the problems that we have. And so you got two ends of the spectrum. I know Charles is uh, you know highly regarded. Uh, the, the trick for Charles Booker is going to be in the more rural portions of Kentucky to try and uh, convince people out in the rural parts of Kentucky, that they have more similarities with Charles Booker than they do differences. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks different, he speaks different, uh, but I still maintain that even along uh, ethnical or cultural lines, there are a lot. We have a lot more in common, a lot more similarities than we have differences. It's just a matter of cutting through some of those things. So the question will be: Is Kentucky ready for a more progressive, you know? Um, uh, type of stance, at least when it comes to the U.S. Senate. If you look at some of the oddities in the state legislature yesterday, two of the more, three of the more progressive members of the Republican Party in the state legislature were primaried by the Liberty, the the Liberty Caucus, if you will, mm-hmm. with more conservative ideas. So at least in portions of Kentucky, you know, the question is, are you ready to become more liberal? Uh, no, and in fact, in those three districts, we're interested in going the other way of where we were. Adam, Adam Keening was uh, one in particular that stood out. He was kind of leading the charge on some of the progre- more sports. progressive things like yeah. sports gambling and that mm-hmm. type of thing. So you can almost hear that from his district as saying, Mm-mm, "You, you know, you're too liberal for us." He's Eastern was he Eastern too Kentucky? progressive? More northeastern more Kentucky, okay. I thought. Yeah. Um, Erlanger. Erlanger. Yeah, okay, so from, yeah, that's he's, he's from Erlanger. So it will be interesting to see how uh, see how that goes. Uh, I do like how Charles Booker has really already, even weeks ago, you know, he said, I'm going to retire Rand Paul. I'm going to, he was, already, you know, speaking like a winner. He wasn't waiting for the dust to settle on the primary election. He's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, he's uh, hit the ground running. And then uh, nationally, I mean, nothing. Clay Aiken, <laughs> former American Idol uh, contestant. He um, won the affection of TV viewers, but um, his effort to to win a Democratic primary in the U.S. House race from North Carolina came up short. Also, that Madison Cawthorn, who was the youngest member of Congress, but didn't has been last in some, long, did he? Been in some weird, <laughs> weird situations, and you know, even Trump couldn't save him. No, <laughs> Trump, no, no. Trump was like, uh, give this guy another chance, even though you've, you've, he's been invited to some weird parties and uh, and attended weird parties and in some compromising photos. Give him another chance. Like, uh, no, sorry, we can't uh, can't can't go with you on that. But so there's kind of election day in a nutshell, and it'll be pretty quiet around Grayson County come general election. They're not really going to be much, mm-hmm. you know. You'll have the the. Guthrie will win. Uh, Paul will win Grayson County, but it'll be interesting to see how the vote total goes. But um, so get back with you in a few months on that. Mm-hmm. Two people have been arrested for the home invasion and vicious assault of a man on Rabbit Flat Road. Monday night, about 1020, the sheriff's office and EMS were dispatched to Rabbit Flat Road, where a 911 caller said two males assaulted a man inside his home. The victim suffered head injuries while being struck with an unknown object, was airlifted to UofL Hospital. The two suspects left the uh, residence. They searched the area for them but had no luck. Then yesterday morning about 12.18, so a couple of hours after this alleged assault, the two suspects, 24-year-old Jacob Finley of Caneyville and 22-year-old William Basham of Grayson County, arrived at the Litchfield PD headquarters and surrendered to authorities. Both men had existing warrants for their uh, for their arrest for a burglary committed Sunday morning in the Big Clifty area. So 
they were uh, apprehended and still don't know any of the particulars on what led to the home invasion. We've been studying or uh, monitoring the last couple of days that officer-involved shooting down in Marshall County. Uh, gunfire exchange between a suspect and a law enforcement officer and led to uh, the death of the of the law enforcement officer. He was identified as a Callaway County deputy, but prior to being the chief deputy there, uh, served with the Kentucky State Police for seven, eight years, something like that. And I first saw uh, Davey Norris post about this earlier this week, is talking about what high regard that uh, he held um, this uh, this young man, forty four year old uh, Jody Cash, was his was his name. He was killed when he exchanged gunfire with an as of yet identified suspect in the front of the Marshall County Sheriff's Office. Then Sheriff Norman Chaffins is also saying, commenting, said that Cash was one of the best KSP troopers ever, and so that uh, tragedy can. But he has been identified and it's out there. And wanted to make sure and give him the uh, the. Um, credit and respect for uh, giving his life in service to the community, the ultimate sacrifice. Kentucky Educational Television will premiere a new program next month that will delve into the state's top stories. It's a half-hour weekday series called Evening Edition. It will begin airing June 1 and be dedicated to the events, issues, and stories happening across the Commonwealth. It'll be hosted by Renee Shaw. Renee is widely liked and uh, it will summarize recent events and then go beyond the headlines. The show comes at the request of viewers who wanted a series to cover the day's newsworthy events, uh, according to Shay Hopkins, the CEO of KET. I have had a, because of my proximity to broadcasters across the state, I've kind of had some, uh, I've had like a waiting in the wings type of look. I've been on the outside kind of looking at how this is coming together and various factions of people working together across the state. Because if you're going to do a statewide broadcast, it's hard. You know, Pikeville to Paducah, you got to have collaboration of people across the state Mm -hmm. because what people in Lexington may be talking about are not what people in Owensboro might be talking about. So to create this network has been interesting for me to watch and just know how the various pods (laughs) are being connected. And so I look forward to it. I think it will be, you know, we get kind of what's going on in Louisville and you kind of get what's going on in Bowling Green and, nationally and kind of be interested in a, yeah. in a statewide. Yeah. Probably not going to take the place of Jeopardy on my, <laughs> on my daily on my day, daily viewing schedule, oh, but uh, I will at least... Uh, that is my Paw Patrol re- time. Record. So. Paw, oh. Paw Patrol <laughs> is that evening time. Hey, this is exciting news. I found a story online about a computer that runs on pond scum. The University of Cambridge scientists have designed a way to create electricity out of pond scum, which they believe could be far more practical solutions to powering small devices than conventional and rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. Okay, but there's lots of different kinds of scum. (laughs) (laughs) There is lots of different types of scum. I mean, there's, listen, I've got a book. There's the human kind. But the reason that it stood out to me is, Whitney, can you imagine... Before your career comes to a conclusion as the ag agent, that you will be consulting your farmers on mm-hmm. how to power small devices with the pond scum that they're uh, cultivating I was on their say, farms. Or cultivate it, yeah, yeah, or teach them how to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't really know that they have to work too hard at it if they're if they just don't take care of the pond. You know, there it goes. However, mm-hmm. I, I I will never say never. I have mm-hmm. seen some, heard some, and talked to some strange. You know, or about some strange things right. in my tenure. <laughs> now, I don't think I don't think if you see a scummy pond that you just throw your phone charger. No, in there. I don't. I don't think that's how that works. There's probably I think a scientific a, process. There is some type of processing and <laughs> yes. gathering, but it does show you in the world of agri science, yeah. things are always right. changing. So, uh, one man's pond scum is another man's electricity. That's right. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on in the middle. Today is no dirty dishes day. Don't do it. That. Don't dirty any dishes. Just use styrofoam if you have to. I did on mine yesterday, so we probably won't do it. <laughs> I do try to. I try to, like if I do have to get a plate out of the cabinet, try and use that plate for like three days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like keep sitting it over in the corner and like wash it off, and then like I'll use that. I'll use that next time. It is Speech Pathologist Day today, and it is. I know too. You do, you know, two speech pathologists. They're my friends, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. good to have friends, mm-hmm. especially 
speech pathologist friends for yeah. whatever reason. Never, never <laughs> know. An interesting career. Well, they were both. We all went to college together, okay. and the, oh. they were both in speech. They're two of my best friends in high school, and they both went into speech pathology. Okay. So. so, if you need some pathology, yep. you know where to turn. It's also International Museum Today. Uh, museum Day today. Uh, it was established in 1977 to draw attention to the world's museums, no matter how large, small, or strange. Uh, here are some more of the some of the more odd ones: Air Sickness Bag Virtual Museum. The air Sickness Bags. Yeah, they have I mean, their own museum. Huh. I've never had to use one, thank goodness. Me either, thank you. The Amsterdam Tattoo Museum. The uh, International Museum of Toilets is in New Delhi, India. The Shoe Museum is in Toronto, Ontario. The Burnt Food Museum is in Arlington, Massachusetts. The Burlesque Hall of Fame Museum is in Las Vegas. That seems pretty appropriate. Mm-hmm. The UFO Museum and Research Center is in Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, we probably knew that. Yeah. The Jello Gallery is in Leroy, New York. The Museum of Dirt is in Boston. That's seemingly appropriate. The Museum <laughs> of Soap and History of Dirt is in, po- in Poland. <laughs> The National Museum of Funeral History is in Houston, Texas. The Cup of Noodles Museum is in Osaka, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so far that's the most interesting one to me. The Cup of Noodles. Mm-hmm. I like Cup of Noodles. The uh, So uh, Whitney is with us today. She's a Grayson County Ag agent, and um, we mentioned farmers and pond scum and things earlier. Uh, I, I I mentioned uh, to Beej on Tuesday when everywhere I went on Tuesday, there were farmers pulling machinery yes. somewhere. Like finally, the rain stopped, and then there was this window between rain events that they could get out, cut hay, seed, do whatever they mm-hmm. needed. What are your farmers telling you the last couple of well, days? Well, we went from zero to like sixty five percent planning. You know, or everything planted in about a week. So those those warm days that we've had, and of course, I, if you ridden by the same places that you drove through the first part of the or the end of last week, you've probably seen them germinating. So it's been perfect planting weather, um, and these guys are running hard and heavy. So if you do see them on the road, please just you know. Be aware and be mm-hmm. cautious and you be know, kind. Be kind. Yield because, where you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it is, and not in front of a mailbox, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, I have seen a lot of that, a lot of hay cut. It's, it's perfect. It's prime farming weather right now. The, the troubles that we're all having fueling up our gasoline tanks to get us around various places, mm-hmm. those same things are. Um, may be amplified by people who are trying to do agriculture as a business and keep us fed, get crops planted. But to operate machinery, it's expensive, especially when fuel prices go sky high. Mm -hmm. And just because it's more expensive at the grocery store doesn't necessarily mean the farmers getting paid more for it. Right. That that is true. There the prices are up a little bit just because of the if you think about it, we're in a global market, obviously. So those prices and the worldly matters affect how we, you know, how we get paid on the, on the agriculture side and then also not only that but parts and, you know, the supply chain for those types of things are also you know, negated and they're having trouble with that. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stress, stress fractures right now in agriculture that are playing part into that. So no, we're not getting any, not necessarily any more money than, than we were before. It's always amazed me when things break on the farm, who has to fix it? The farmer, you know, they go go to the parts Mm -hmm. store, they go to wherever, sometimes they might even get the part part. delivered if they can find it and they have to do it. But that's productivity. Mm-hmm. Something's broken. It's not working the way that it's yeah. supposed to, and it impacts all those things. I have also been a very, um, I, I'll just say I've become more educated on the things that Ukraine was the number one exporter of yes. that will have a ripple effect across our agricultural mm-hmm. landscape, um, you know, like sunflower sunflowers like they were the sunflower seed oil like they ended up being the largest exporter of of that so it's just weird how when you see these conflicts around the globe and all of a sudden it pops up and go oh by the way did you know that they were the biggest exporter of this well prepare for issues because of that that and 
on secondary, if that country is at war and you've got Russia fighting against them, well, what was Russia in charge of or what is their most? You have to think about it on a secondary level, too. And what what is people sending to Ukraine that they would maybe send to the U.S.? Or are we exporting more? Are we is that going to help us or, you know, right. so there's there is a lot that goes into it. So when you're when your farmers just planting a field, that's not the only thing that they're thinking. of. Sure. It's a very delicate, <laughs> yeah. uh, very delicate ecosystem. I was seeing uh, I saw a story on how to stretch your food budget, mm-hmm. you know, grocery costs are soaring. See a lot of people posting things like, do you see the price on, mm-hmm. on this, you know, like $7 for a box of Cheerios or whatever it might be. Uh, one, store produce properly. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we buy produce and then we just like throw it in the drawer and go, okay, well, good mm-hmm. luck, produce. But most <laughs> modern refrigerators have ways and have various settings that you can kind of control what you're storing and what compartment and it might make your produce last a little bit longer and save you some dollars in the end uh weigh the cost and benefits some items might be cheaper at a store on the other side of town but by the time you drive all the way to the other side of town or you drive to the next town you've spent as much money as you would save so just kind of look at it uh from a holistic standpoint what does it cost me to get there etc etc they say to be flexible with recipes so maybe if you see where the arugula is on sale, maybe opt for arugula for your salad instead of spinach. If your normal go-to is spinach, but the arugula is you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, this is more affordable, then do that. You may find that you like it better. And then Team Up says some people belong to chat groups with family and friends focused on spotting and sharing good deals. Sometimes these go as far as offering to pick up a certain sale item for everyone who's interested, thus saving time, money, and travel costs. So, you know. I remember the coupon boom of 20, 2009 through 2012, which okay. was about the last recession that we had, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll those types of things come back and, you know, utilize those. And I don't wouldn't say go crazy, but because we don't need anybody hoarding anything right now. But. Yeah, hoarding is not, you know, hoarding is not a good idea. That um, does not help the supply. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't help anyone. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even help yourself. Really, right. because it, it just it, it, it doesn't. I've seen some good human interest stories about people who find supplies but then figure out a way to share those with mm-hmm. people that are uh, that are in need. Uh, new study. This study kind of reminded me of the Carmen household, and you can <laughs> verify whether there's any truth to this or not. A new study says that having more than two kids is linked to weaker brain function. <laughs> I can agree. <laughs> Researchers from Columbia University... Uh, say report having more than two kids may have a negative impact on late life cognition. Well, you're not there yet, so you don't know. Ooh. It says the study shows that older parents with just two children appeared sharper cognitively than those with three. The connection between kids and cognition was particularly strong among parents in Northern Europe. This is noteworthy because in those countries, having a lot of children usually decreases financial resources without necessarily improving social resources. So can you... When, when you go from two kids to three, it obvious, it's an obvious math sum. You go, we used to have two, and we yeah. have three. But from a, and a percentage, by you're increasing your kids by 50% because you're mm-hmm. going from two to three. But the fatigue factor probably is more than 50%. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it, you start to get into to the fourth power. Yes. Right? You, you start doing really yeah. complex math formulas mm-hmm. by just going to three. Well, and I think, too, as a, as a parent that has, and see, of course, I had several years in between mine. And so I, I'm always, I'm going to always tell somebody that I wish I would have had him when my other two were younger, because I think I could have gotten over all of that in uh, been able to move on with life, and now I'm starting over. So I think mm-hmm. there is a whole nother set of cognitive skills that I have lost. Yeah, it was fresh <laughs> on that, your mind if you had yeah. been closer together. Now you're going through it, going, "Oh, yeah, this. Well, I forgot just, about this part." Yeah, and the whole I, we're in that toddler phase where we whine <laughs> about everything, and I'm just like, I don't have the patience. Like, well, I have the patience. I just. <sighs> Maybe I just don't care as much anymore. <laughs> I think the older you get, the less. It's not that, yeah. Not that I don't love him. Any, I'm it's not like, saying that at all. It's just I just have, you know, the things that I focused on with mm-hmm. Jackson and Caroline. No, I'm just, just kind of like, hey, we yeah, survived the day. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'll allow things that I would have never allowed mm-hmm. before. Right. So, I mean, I'm just, it is what it is. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. But uh, for, for my 
professional career especially it's like i knew i used to remember that now i can't i gotta look it up <laughs> well you also have enough seasoning and wisdom about things to know what to worry about what not to worry that's about. true like, this won't make any difference yeah. you know yeah. you just gotta get the grand scheme like, of things everybody lived yes you know everybody got fed everybody got to bed everybody got yeah uh, but some of that um pressure some of mm-hmm. that stress of trying to orchestra- orchestrate a house of five you know, three three children and then a couple We're of big kids. We're in zone defense right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just try to do what you can. So it requires you to be innovative and inventive in ways. I found a list of little white lies that most of us may tell our kids. Oh, I've got a list. It's part of that defensive strategy, <laughs> part of that zone defense that Wendy is referring to. Uh, one, I don't know where your candy went. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't swallow the seed. You'll grow a watermelon in your stomach. Have you had to tell your kids that? I have told them that, but they don't. I've heard that. We usually do seedless watermelon anyway. They so. call hogwash. Yeah. Uh, I'll think about it. Oh, uh, that's my main thing. That's my I'll go-to. Think I'll think about it. Maybe yeah. they'll forget. But my children don't forget. But Alea calls you out, though. Yes, she says, she I'll does. think about it means yes. yes. She learned from the other one that when mom says... I'll think about it. It's typically a yes. She's got a balance sheet in her mind yeah. that goes, okay, uh, my scorecard says mm-hmm. that 80% of the time that you say I'll think about it, mm-hmm. it leads to a favorable response. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I know I'll think about it means it's breaking in my favor, but it's not a for sure thing. Yeah. Yes. Because if it's a direct no, like mm-hmm. they know that that's serious. <laughs> it's like absolutely not, no, no. But right. if I'll think about it, we'll usually... Uh, they don't make batteries for that toy anymore. <laughs> Not told that one. Yeah. But well, I know. I'm uh, told. Our, um, our, I have a few I could. Our nephew, Caden, when he was very young, he'd say, it's out of batteries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think it's also just turned off. If you have to. Uh, the ice cream man plays yes. music when Agreed. he's out of ice cream. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. See, now that we live in town, we haven't heard the ice cream truck, but we do have Twin Lakes that stops by. Okay. They're perfectly positioned in Hardensburg. I was going to say, though, that if today's the last day of school, just get ready for an increase in ice cream truck Hmm. uh, traffic. Uh, This one, you may have told your kids, I I know it's been told in our household, I only have $5. Every day. When you go to the store, you go into the store, can I get a toy? Can I get something? I only have five dollars. I did this well, the other night. Yes, it's, it's the equivalent. And mine is you can only spend five. Well, mine was we were ready to go. We had been at the ballpark all night, and of course, daughter had just gotten done playing softball. I was like, "Mom, I'm so hungry," and I was like, "I'm out of money. I don't yeah. have any money. We've got. A, I've got food at home. We're yes. two minutes away, mm-hmm. and I don't have any money. I did, but I wasn't going to tell her. Uh, our kid, uh, she lives on popsicles. Right? She's yeah, lousy she's with too. popsicles. Every she gets popsicles. She had popsicle for breakfast on on Monday morning. Just, uh, she, uh, just one. She had, she had regular breakfast. And then she had, <laughs> to be she had fair, breakfast hey. dessert. <laughs> she had breakfast dessert, which okay. is fine. But she gets them all the time. But after her t-ball game the other night, first thing she wanted is the concession stand. They have popsicles. Of course, who hooked her up with the popsicle? Mom did. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm normally the popsicle guy, but uh, mom went and procured the popsicle. So <laughs> it just happened. And then um, you'll understand when you're older. Yes. yes. No, you really never really understand. You just kind of get your way through it. So we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Uh, Lone Star Rodeo is coming to the Grayson County Fairgrounds, not this, but next weekend. And we've got a family four-pack of tickets coming up for you. We'll tell you how to win straight ahead. You're on In the Know. Did you know people who regularly use computers type between 5,000 and 10,000 keystrokes per day? 5,000, 10,000 keystrokes per day. I type far less keystrokes than I once did. I used to be before tablets and smartphones mm-hmm. when it was, you know, you're more limited to your desktop computer. Uh, I was like a keyboard, you know, more and more of the time. But uh, my average has really has really fallen off. But now sometimes when I get to type and I just start taking off. I was like, oh, I remember what it's like. Oh, I remember what this felt like. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, when I first, yeah, however many years ago, you could hear him back there. 
And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's really fast typing. I was like, you really Dang. had something to say. Yeah, I do. I was saying it. I was saying it loudly. I was I was typing loud to make sure everybody could hear what I was saying. That's how it worked. Uh, let's see. Here is today's. This is the return of the water cooler question. So we have not done the water cooler since back in the fall. The Lone Star Rodeo Company is coming to the Grayson County Fairgrounds Friday and Saturday, 27th to 28th. I think that's those are the right dates. And we have a family four-pack of tickets to Friday night at the rodeo. These are four tickets. It's a $60 value for uh, four tickets. By the way, kids under three are free, so if you got young kids, you can take more adults. But these are four adult tickets, $60 value, get you into the rodeo for the show. On Friday night, Lone Star Rodeo comes to the Grayson County Fairgrounds Memorial Day weekend. You're going to text the answer. You're going to text to win, 270-259-6000. Text the answer, 270-259-6000. The question is this. It takes the average person eight seconds to do this. It takes an average person eight seconds to do this. Text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Whitney immediately started writing. Beach took a little longer. Oh, she's still not started writing. She's considering. One. Takes an average person eight seconds to do this. What is it? Text your response to 270-259-6000. How many answers did you write down, Whitney? Just well, I have, one? I have two at the moment. Okay. All right. We'll 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 get to compare answers uh, before the show is over today. The producers of Yellowstone have announced that their origin series, we went from 1883, and then they will jump ahead to 1932, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren will both appear in Paramount Plus's Yellowstone prequel series 1932. So we'll have 1883, we'll have 1932, and then that will get us to the current Yellowstone uh, series. I don't imagine they'll do something. I mean, they might do something in the 80s. They have some flashbacks to that. It's really hard for them. They're, they've got some flashbacks. They're in a, they're in a weird... Um, they're trying to make Kevin Costner look younger in the throwbacks, but they're not fooling anybody and so mm-hmm. it's um, a little bit more challenging so 1932 harrison ford and helen mirren will star if you're a fan of seinfeld Ooh. you know in 90s sitcom parlance friends was known as the the coffee show just because of central park mm. that's where so much of it was set mm-hmm. but Coffee was also a significant influence on Seinfeld, if you just remember the diner. You know, they were always having yeah. coffee mm-hmm. at the diner and uh, the big sandwich and, you know, all the <laughs> other tuna on rye and everything they were ordering at the diner. There are a new four new offerings that are part of the Seinfeld coffee collection, and I'm sure you'll be able to buy them online. Uh by the way, it's Monk's Cafe is where they, their diner setting, where they, where they had all their meetings. Jerry's Diner Blend is billed as a smooth and easy drinking Brazilian blend. Kramer's Giddy Up is an Ethiopian <laughs> blend. That's right. Giddy Up. Uh, George's Serenity Kramer. Now. Oh, yeah. Cal- calming Coffee. Serenity Now. And Elaine's Little Kicks as a tip of the cap to her dance moves. Mm-hmm. So Jerry's Diner Blend, Kramer's Giddy Up, George's Serenity Now. And Elaine's little kicks. Those are funny, but yeah. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, they must have. Uh, they must not have negotiated a very good deal on their current HBO Max deal. They must not be making as much in royalties as they were on Netflix. If they're having to get into the coffee game, yeah, maybe that's a possibility. Uh, what else do you need to know about? Oh, I see where Star Wars is kind of making a pivotal change. They are no longer because of the lack of success of. Solo, a Star Wars story where they did a Han Solo origin story and they had someone else play Han Solo. It is the least grossing Star Wars movie of any in the family. And they learned from that that they are no longer going to allow younger actors to play older characters. So that means more CGI and more movie magic like they've done in the last couple of movies with Luke Skywalker and with Mm -hmm. Carrie Fisher. They're using their voices and AI 
to CGI the old characters onto the screen. So whether that's better or not, I do not know. But it does signal maybe more of where movie making is possibly going. ABC is open to Chris Rock hosting the Oscars again next year. Oh, good. Maybe he won't get slapped this time. Maybe they owe him. Wait. You know what, though? I bet he comes out and he fires another one out. I hope. <laughs> it's terrible, I bet he does. I, I know. Kind of hope so. Maybe. Yeah. How about, well, they banned Will Smith. But yeah. how about if they let Will Smith in and then Chris Rock goes and slaps him? Mm. And so. Well, I'm thinking they're kind of smart for doing this. I think maybe viewership will go up oh, just a little has, bit. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. You know? I think the the true the two award shows that trailed the Oscars did better ratings-wise because they thought <laughs> something exciting could happen. So I, mm-hmm. so I, that's why I thought the whole thing was a gag to begin with, and I'm still not 100% certain that it wasn't a gag. I yeah. think it could have been an extremely yeah, but elaborate ruse. from the Academy because of it. Yeah, but if it's done with a wink and a nod, like maybe he was going to India for a year anyway, and he was saying, I'm going to be out of the country anyway. Yeah. And we'll just, I mean, it's like the yeah. ultimate, the ultimate showbiz move would be mm, to do true. that. I mean, probably not. It was probably real, but that's why for so long I hung on to, like, this was all prearranged. <laughs> this was just, it was part of the deal. And then Disney Plus is promising their new ad supported tier. So Disney Plus to try and make it more affordable for people. Disney Plus says their ads on Disney Plus will be family friendly, that they will not be allow any alcohol or tobacco advertising or, well, duh. I mean, I would hope not. But I think what Disney isn't hearing is what some people's idea of family friendly is, is not the same as what other people's idea of family friendly is. In our nation these days, we can't even agree on what is family friendly. And so there's where you get into the trouble. There's so much nuance and subjectivity to it. So it sounds like they're trying, but sounds like a hard thing to accomplish. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got chart toppers. Uh, Also, we'll tell you who won the Lone Star Rodeo tickets and more coming up here on In the Know. Once upon a time, public school teachers and administrators wanted parents to be involved in their children's education. My, how times have changed. Over the past few months, news reports have surfaced about school boards around the nation trying to silence parents who disagree with school curriculum and policies. One school board went so far as to compare involved parents to domestic terrorists. It's shocking. It's also irresponsible. Mothers and fathers who take an active role in their children's education and development aren't radicals or violent rebels. They're responsible men and women who love their children and care deeply about the values that shape them. Any form of government hostility towards parents and families should be alarming to everyone, not just those with children at home. A parent's relationship with their child is sacred and should never be infringed upon, except in rare circumstances when it's absolutely necessary. To act otherwise is an insult to the autonomy and authority every mom and dad is given under the United States Constitution. Our children are not political pawns. Parents should ultimately have the final say over what their children are taught each day. Mom and Dad, I encourage you to remain vigilant, to stay engaged, and to protect your parental authority. And if anyone tries to deny your rights, hold them accountable and let your voice be heard. For more to help your family thrive, go to FocusOnTheFamily.com. I'm Jim Daly. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. 
The Grayson County Alliance presents Art in the Park 2022 this weekend on Saturday from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. Central Time among the trees of James D. Bevel Park in Litchfield. The ninth edition of Art in the Park will have something for everyone. The return of the high school student art competition. The tiny art show with proceeds from sales going to the GCA Food Pantry in two stages of live music. James D. Bevel Park is located at 101 East Carroll Gibson Boulevard in Litchfield. For more information, visit gcaartinthepark.org or call 270-259-4000. MB's point to ponder for today. I'm going to throw out the point to ponder and let uh, the ladies ponder while I tell you the answer to the water cooler question. Uh, MB's point to ponder, if you could book any musical act, past or present, to play your next backyard barbecue, who would it be? If you could if you could book any musical act, past or present, to play your next backyard barbecue, who would it be? You all consider that? I'll be right back. I was say. The water cooler question. It takes the average person eight seconds to do this. What is it? And it's answer the phone. It takes oh, eight yeah. seconds to answer the phone. And if your phone number ends in 1919, you are the winner of the Lone Star Rodeo Tickets Family 4-Pack for Friday night. Not this Friday night. A week from this Friday night at the Grayson County Fairgrounds. What were, What did you write Mine down with yawn. me? yawn. <laughs> yawn. takes eight seconds to do yeah. Oh, that's... It takes me that long if it involves a stretch. Yeah. Like, just a yawn is probably maybe four seconds. But a yawn, a good old yawn and a stretch, you know, you do and mine, old, And no. also, wake up to, or, like, push your alarm in the morning. Oh, uh, got know, it. Wake up to your alarm. Miss Buckles, did you write anything down? I put tie shoes or find your glasses or keys. Find your glasses or keys. Mm-hmm. Got That's, it. Very I tie good. shoes, too. All right. Any musical, any musical act, past or present, to play your next backyard barbecue, uh, I was going to put an asterisk and say you can't say Snoop Dogg. You're going to uh, say somebody other than I Snoop mean, Dogg. I'm, I know who mine's going to be. Well, I mean, the obvious was going to be Snoop Dogg. Well, Whitney? Still the obvious. Huh? Foo Fighters. Foo oh. Fighters. With Taylor. With Taylor Hawkins. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I read a headline this morning and it said that he had shared with some friends uh, right before I, his death that the stress over their tour was bothering him. Was I rest, weighing on I him that had, might have... I was reading that article actually before I left to come here. It could have been an, could have been an indicator. Anyone other than Snoop that you would put? Well, I mean, I... I I don't know. Really? That's too hard. I mean, okay. my answer is always Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> I, then I was just going to say Aerosmith. Yeah. That's a good that one, too. Be. Aerosmith yes. is a good one. That would, seem to, that would seem to be fun. On TV tonight, The Goldbergs, the season nine finale, the season four finale of The Connors on ABC, the season 17 premiere of So You Think You Can Dance on Fox, and then apparently the hockey playoffs are underway. I don't know if the NBA continues. Well, the NBA played last night, but I don't know if they continue tonight or not. I've not sure. kind of lost track. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1980, the Mount St. Helens volcano in Washington State exploded, leaving 57 people dead or missing. In 1863, the siege of Vicksburg began during the Civil War, ending July 4th with a Union victory. Halley's Comet passed Earth this date in 1910, brushed Earth with its tail. I don't think we noticed. FDR so. signed a measure creating the TVA this date in 1933. Our world would be different without the TVA. Mm-hmm. Helping keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Birthdays. Baseball Hall of Famer Brooks Robinson is 84. Baseball Hall of Famer Reggie Jackson is 76. Uh, you know, you were iconic. I had a cat named Reggie, and uh, Reggie had his own candy bar. Not the cat, Reggie Jackson yes. had his own candy bar. You know, if you got your own candy bar status, you were very successful. Mm-hmm. Joe Bonsall from the Oak Ridge Boys is 74. George Strait is 70. <sighs> Tina Fey is 52 today. Tina Fey, I like her. Wow. Tina Fey is 52. Gone but not forgotten. Frank Capra, born in 1897. Uh, several things that you would know, but including It's a Wonderful Life. Perry Como in 1912, Pernell Roberts in 1928, played Adam Cartwright on Bonanza, but he was also Trapper John M.D. in the 80s, if you watched, if you're old enough to remember 80s television, which one of you is not and one of you barely is. <laughs> of the of the other people in the studio, I mean. Chart toppers for today. Include a song from Nat King Cole that takes us back to 1955, and it's called A Blossom Fell. A Blossom Fell. From Thank you for stating the obvious, Nat King Cole. It settles softly on the lips you turn to me. 
you all just rather hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire yeah, in the room. Nat King Cole. 1964, The Four Seasons and Ronnie. Let's see. They were sitting around and said, we had this big hit with a song called Sherry. <laughs> Sherry Baby. What can we do as a follow-up? <laughs> Ronnie. How about Ronnie? <laughs> Ronnie Baby. Let's go to 1973. Stevie Wonder, you are the sunshine of my life. You are the sunshine of my life. That's all you get. <laughs> I like that, but that's okay. Let's go to 1982. The most famous phone number from the 1980s. If you ever wanted to know someone's number, your response was 867-5309. Jenny. Jenny, I got your number. Let's go to 1991. CNC Music Factory. Their follow-up, they're going to make you sweat. I mean, it's okay, but... It's yeah, not going to make you so sweat, stylish. but in ways, though, I almost like it better because it's, I don't know, yeah. it's slightly more obscure. This is more my In sync, bye-bye-bye, 22 years ago today. Wow. My goodness. Two decades <laughs> plus two years for good measure. That's what a mom of three would say to that. 22. <laughs> Whoa, 22 years ago. Blame it. Jamie Foxx and T-Pain. Kings of the auto-tune. Number one, 13 years ago today. So there you go. All right. Uh, Whitney, thanks for coming in. Good to yeah, see you, you as always. Uh, yeah, hope your kids enjoy their kicking off their summer break. I think they will. And... Uh, Lawn mowing and all those, all those good <laughs> things. We'll see you again real soon, okay. uh, next week, week after, something like yeah, that. Something I don't like know. That. Uh, MB's uh, pearl of wisdom for today: praise loudly, blame softly. Praise loudly, blame softly. MB's pearl of wisdom for today: remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the.